Hey, hey, everyone. It's Ali back with Awakening with Ali. So excited for today's guest, or shall I say tonight's guest. I have the beautiful Danielle Rothschild. And Danielle and I actually have a really cool story and like backstory, but we're going to get into that as we record here. So I want to tell you guys a little bit about her. So Danielle is a mama, a writer, an astrologer, and mindfulness teacher. And most importantly, she's a lifelong student of healing and transformation. Over the last 15 years, she has studied with great teachers and became certified in yoga, prenatal yoga, meditation, Reiki, and astrology. She's contributed to numerous publications, taught at various yoga festivals, and worked with hundreds of educators and school students. She recently became a best-selling children's book author and has written three books and Daniel's passion is truly to share these healing tools as many kids and parents as possible so they can live joyful lives so Danielle thanks so much for being here I'm so excited to have you I am so excited to be here I've been looking forward to this and reconnecting Yes, exactly. Reconnecting. So that's a good way to start. So like, tell us a little bit more about you and how you came into this journey. Um, and basically, you know, our backstory, because this, you know, the show is called, of course, you know, Awakening with Allie. So, you know, what, you know, what start with like, what was your awakening that like led you into this work? And then a little backstory on us. Well, you know, um, my awakening started when I was 25 years old and um, it came at a time of great distress and um, just a lot of pain. Um, when I was um, and as a result of that, um, I just led a really unhealthy lifestyle in order to cope with a lot of the pain that I was experiencing, the, a lot of the mental pain that I was experiencing. And it got to a point where um, I was essentially killing myself and I was on a fast track to death. Um, you know, it's, it's not pretty. <laughs> but that's where I was. And so I was forced to, um, to change my entire life. And I, I had actually a, uh, spiritual awakening, uh, the death. Um, praying to God. Um, and I said, please help me. I need help. And I, no joke within minutes, um, my entire life flashed before me. And two days later I got help. And so like, when I hear people talk about quantum leaping, that, that actually was a quantum leap and that, like, I immediately changed my entire life. But a lot of times with spiritual awakenings, um, it doesn't last. And so what happened for me is like, I got help. Um, I started to really pursue a healthy life. I started becoming really into yoga, um, probably around, so I got help around 25 and then around 27, I started to develop a real interest in yoga, um, and in meditation. And I ended up becoming a certified yoga teacher, ultimately a certified meditation teacher. But, um, I still, you know, it wasn't an easy, straightforward path for me. There was a lot of twists and turns along the way. And, um, 
in my mid thirties, I'm 43 now. So in my mid thirties, I decided to study astrology, which was always a lifelong passion of mine. I actually studied when I was a teenager, but then, you know, as you heal, as you know, more and more layers are peeled. You know, the onion, the onion gets to, it starts peeling away. It was around the time that you and I met. So I actually became a certified astrology teacher in 2017, five years ago. And I remember doing a reading for you in 2017. So much has changed. And so, um, you know, where I'm at right now is just in the It has forced me to do even more work, more healing work. And I feel at this point in my life um, stronger and more secure than I've ever been with who I am. And, you know, oddly enough, as horrific as the pandemic was, it actually led me to this new career that I'm very passionate about. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Uh, I mean, it's interesting. So many people have said after going through everything they went through with COVID, how much their lives change for the better and how much they woke up to and, and what shifted for them and how they tapped into their passions and their gifts. And I think we're still seeing that more and more people are kind of exiting different things they're doing and going and doing something else. And it shook something in them. I want to go back to before we get into, um, you know, what you were saying about when you were reading me and, and meeting me, um, how you said when, you know, you were going through everything and it was really dark and it was really heavy. And it literally came to a point where it was, your life was flashing before your eyes take us back to that moment when that was happening and like what you were thinking and what you were going through, because as you said, like that moment was like really the like, Oh shit, I have to like get help and do something now. And I feel like so many of us, like myself included, like had to get there to actually then like crack open and then like allow a spiritual awakening to like literally be on your knees and be like, God, please help me. Like, what do I do? And, you know, part of my show and the reason for, you know, asking like, what is your awakening is because I think so many are kind of waking up right now and they do feel so alone and they are in it. And you don't have to necessarily get to where we've gotten to. You can, you know, just wake up on your own and move forward. And, you know, it's not that not going to be hard, but maybe not be so intense. Like so many of us have experienced, like, what would you say about that moment? And like, when you decided to get the help and move forward, like, what was all that like for you? Well, I was in the deepest throes of addiction and I'm pretty public about that. So I'm comfortable saying it. I was self-medicating myself all the time, every single day. And I feel like I've always had, since I was a child, a very <clears throat> deep relationship. Whatever you call it. I've just always had that faith. And during that time, I vividly remember praying, I need help on a regular basis, but also having so much resistance and confusion around what my issue was, 
why I was experiencing this. Um, and <clears throat> I just wasn't ready at the time. And one day after a particularly bad night, but nothing out of the norm, I, I think I had a sense of such a sense of desperation that like, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know? And so I just remember like crawled up in a ball and, and praying to God. And after I said, please help me, I had this sense of peace wash over me. And I remember I started to cry and I look back at my life over the last few years of being an active addict. And all of a sudden in that moment, it was like, this is it. This is why um, your life is the way it is right now. And so that clarity in that moment woke me up, like out of a slumber. And I remember literally two days later, getting help, packing my bags, getting help. Now, the thing with being, you know, an active addict at the time was that the solution was really tangible. Just get clean, get sober. Now, as an adult who, you know, who lives a clean lifestyle, more is revealed. And it's like, yeah, that was the solution to my problem. But where was the underlying issue? And for me, that's where a lot of inner child healing, uh, inner child healing work has come into my recovery. Um, that's what I feel like has given me so much more clarity. And so for people who are on this path or who are in a dark place, I can only express what worked for me. And it was always look at, looking outside of myself and looking to, towards something, uh, a higher power, something that is bigger than me to, to help me and to get clear on what the truth of everything is. Because I really do believe that we are all a part of the same consciousness. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that and and being so vulnerable to share that around, you know, your addiction and everything. I think especially nowadays, it's so needed for others to hear and to know that they can get through it. And I also love that you brought it back to, you know, after it was kind of that simple solution that wasn't really so simple of, oh, just get clean, just do this. Well, that's kind of still a system, a program, right? It's like, okay, like you said, what's the underlying reason here like what's like what's buried what am I not dealing with what am I not seeing what am I not healing and so you speaking to doing that inner child work and being able to really you know help and essentially take care of those wounds to move forward and to heal them that's why you were able to show up you know the way you are now why you were able to move forward in the work that you do you know and, and that you do how we're so passionate about that it just attracts everything to you because you've done that work and you're so passionate about what you're doing 
doing that people, you know, they receive that energy and they receive, you know, like what you're, you know, going through, you know? So um, I think that really resonates. Um, so let's go forward to when I met you it was through one of our really good friends, Amanda Lauren. And uh, when you met me, I didn't really, by the way, that was 2017. I was trying to remember when it was. I know I was in my Sausalito home when you came over, yes. but I couldn't remember like, I was like, what year was it that you were there? And it's so crazy because <laughs> now that I think about it, that if you did my reading in 2017 and you came on our old podcast, Things Which Ways to Blog About with Amanda and I, it makes sense because I was just, did I, had I done the show on Bravo or was I getting ready to do the show? You were getting ready to do the show and you had just found out that you were pregnant. Yes. Okay. So what's crazy about that, like, like talking to you and like anyone listening and watching is I believe without even realizing until way later, I believe stripped was actually like the cracking open of me into my spiritual awakening. Like at first I really thought it was my birth and my postpartum depression and all the things I went through with my first daughter, but looking back and now going through my own healing and like my wounds and all that, like I realized it was actually like started there because it was so intense because it was so raw because it was so real it cracked so much open and when you were speaking to the peeling back of the onion that was exactly like what started to happen with me I just didn't realize it until like I think like I actually caught up with it my body knew it was ha- was going on but like I the mind hadn't caught up to what was going on till way later so it actually is really interesting that we met during that time and, you know, you did the reading then. And by the way, like for, you know, anybody listening, like I was not awake at this point when Danielle was like, oh, I want to be reading for you. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like into it, but not really into it. I was like, this is interesting, but I don't really think I believe it. Um, you know, so anyone that's like here, uh, that's like maybe just on this journey or, you know, is still not so sure, just know, like, not too long ago, that was me too, where I was very much in a place of like, oh, like, I think that's cool, but I don't know how that like really works. I don't know if I really believe it. And now I'm like, oh, no, 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 this totally makes sense. I get this now. Like it, it clicked, you know? So I think it's really cool that that's when we uh, met and I had to, you know, share that backstory. It just shows you too, like there's no coincidences. Like the fact that you did that with me. And then shortly after, you know, I did, you know, the journey with the show and everything. And uh, if anybody doesn't know, you can just go look it up, but it was called Stripped and the that basic backstory of it was just having everything taken away from you for 21 days. Um, and that's why I think I was so cracked open because it was so real. And it was like, literally like you have nothing. And by the way, like, why can't you handle your own shadows and everything else? You want to talk about deep shadow work. That was like right in my face shadow work. <laughs> I, I have to, cause this just came into my mind and I have to um, just put this out there. So your North node is in Taurus and we're going to get into that in a little bit. But this really, like, there's a lot of um, sinistry here between the show stripped and where your soul is growing. Mm. Do you think it was because it forced you to d- detach from the material world? Very much so. I just got chills when you said that. Yeah, that very much so. And I realized that that was a... Um a wound and something also with inner child, uh, that I, you know, always like had, because I grew up very much in a materialized space. Everything was, you know, Hey, you can have this here. You can have this, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, my grandmother, you know, who's now, as you know, on the other side, and was like, you know, my very best friend and my daughter um, is named after, I mean, same with her, like we would, you know, go shopping and do everything. And, you know, everything was around, you know, materials, even though our love wasn't in materials. And I very much had a very real relationship with her. There was just so much of that 
uh, surrounding, you know, in, in our, in our uh, environment and everything. And so when you say that about stripped, yes, very much so, because, you know, when they took everything away, you know, makeup, you know, clothes, shoes, you know, the whole nine yards. And I thought to myself when it all happened, like, oh, you know, I'm going to immediately like get my phone back when, you know, they take everything away from us and I'm going to get this back, get that back. And the reality was, is it was like, no, I can't even deal with being naked. I can't even like handle this. I need to, you know, get dressed immediately. I need to get myself put back together. And I don't think I realized like one, how vulnerable I was going to feel, but two, also that like, I actually identified with those things that like, I needed that at that time to feel like I was me, even though that's so stupid because we're, we're, like you said, we're souls. So that has nothing to do with what we're, you know, essentially putting ourselves in. But to me, I had become this identity of a celebrity stylist and what I was doing in my work that, that, that was me. I didn't know how to identify any other way, but that, so yeah, that resonates what you just said. I get it a hundred percent. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people can relate to what you experienced. Yeah. It's just so it just shows you like there's no coincidence when it comes to like God and the universe when things line up because I hadn't even when we were you know talking about having you come on like I hadn't even put together in my head that that was when we had met I knew it was around that time but I was trying to think in my mind it was like when did we connect so okay so going forward from that um, and you coming and like doing this reading t- tell them for what you remember and like you know for to give some backstory as we get into my chart now. Like what, you know, what do you remember when you were reading my chart when we were there? And and how would you describe, by the way, like me receiving it? Because I know for a fact, I was kind of like, uh, uh, you know, like, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't awake to most of this. <laughs> well, first off, you were very open-minded, but, um, you know, I think we could be honest with each other that you weren't as grounded. Totally. Oh my God. I wasn't as grounded. Yeah. You're okay. Bouncing <laughs> off the walls. <laughs> um, but you were open-minded and you were so, and you know, I, I knew because you can tell when someone um, is believes in something. And, and I actually think that astrology is something you experience, not so much you believe in, but sure. that's semantics. You can tell when someone believes in something versus, you know, like, you know, okay, <laughs> let's hear this. <laughs> let's move on. I remember, well, first off, I was a relatively new chart reader. So I didn't have as much of a grasp and understanding of your chart as I do now, but I did. I remember telling you that you had a lot of cancer energy within you and that like you were without a doubt going to be doing something in your career that had to do with um, children or um, helping women, like something along that lines. Like I, I tapped into that very easily because it's all over your chart. Um, yeah, but that's that's what I remember. It's a little bit different now. I've I've, you know, unlocked a few things that I think are really interesting about your chart and um I'm really excited to share and hopefully some of it will resonate with you. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm excited too. I think it's funny when you're like, well, I think we could be honest, you weren't really grounded. I have to laugh because I don't think I realized how not like quote unquote grounded I was until like 
recently has became way more conscious in my journey and like all the things I've been going through and all my own healing and, you know, my breath work and everything like, oh, wow. Yeah. I really, you know, just, it's just so funny, right. When you can reflect back on yourself and like really like see that and like see the growth and not only like see it and be proud of yourself, but actually like laugh about it. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I appreciate you being real, you know, and saying that. So, yeah. So tell me now, since you said like you've tapped, you know, back into my chart, you've, uh, you know, gone through and you want to share the reading of my chart. And then I know we're going to get into the collective as well, which I'm excited about. So go ahead and share what you want to share about, you know, my chart and kind of how you do uh, this work. If someone was going to come to you and you're going to read their chart, and then we'll get into you telling us about the collective. And by the way, guys, this is perfect because we're actually recording on a full moon and we didn't even plan it. (laughs) The last full moon of 2022. (laughs) It's amazing. Um, Well, first off, usually when I do a reading with someone, it's always a conversation like what we have now. And I like to tell people that astrology is math, specifically geometry. And some aspects, which are just angles in a person's birth chart, are more complicated. So sometimes it takes longer. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's really easy. It's a smooth sailing uh, path that they have in their life. Definitely not mine, (laughs) but, but it's very clear. It's not smooth sailing, but it's very clear what your purpose is. And it's completely tied in to your career, which I love. So, um, let's dive into a bit. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be just reading some of the notes so that I stay on track. Okay. Excuse me. I have like the worst allergies. Oh, no worries. It's all good. (laughs) All right. So it's so your sun is in cancer and your Mars is in cancer. Your sun represents your ego, yourself, and Mars represents your drive, um, the way that you use your energy physically, your sexuality, sexuality. It's, it's, it's out there. It's that physical push, that ambition. Um, the sun and the Mars are conjunct in cancer and cancer is a very nurturing sign. It's protective. It's, um, a homebody and it's in your seventh house of relationships. So the houses represent different areas of our life, which you probably know. So what that says to me, when I see that the sun and the Mars are conjunct, which means that they're together and they're amplifying each other's energy is that you are an extremely nurturing individual that really shines in your intimate relationships. That's where you are truly yourself and where you feel at home. And you act, because remember, Mars is all about action. You act on your feelings and you are very protective of your family and are motivated by safety and family. If anything threatens those relationships, that's going to trigger you. That's when you're going to really feel like defensive, like, no, I'm going to go after that. You know what I mean? Now your moon is exalted in Taurus. So exalted means it's the strongest. So the moon typically, the moon rules cancer, but it's in its strongest placement in the sign of Taurus. So this is great. Your moon is exalted in Taurus in the fifth house of creativity and children. So that to me means that you're 
very in touch with your body because Taurus is all about the body and you have strong creative abilities. You need and want to build security using your creative gifts for your children. You want to build security for your children and you're going to do that using your creative gifts, which everyone knows you have. All right, so the moon is opposite Saturn. Your moon in Taurus is opposite Saturn and the archetype of Saturn represents patience, persistence, wisdom, discipline, and boundaries. Saturn is like the wise elder of the Zodiac. And Saturn is in your 11th house of groups and organization. It's also conjunct it's together with your midheaven, which represents career and public image and your south node, which represents karmic lessons and past lives. So when it, Saturn is conjuncting both your MC and your south node, it's amplifying these aspects. And it's a coded message that the root of your career which also happens to be where your South Node is located, is grounded in your soul's need to use your creativity to help children and families. But Saturn is a challenging planet. So it's that's telling me that it was probably very challenging for you to get there. There are a lot of inherited, inherited beliefs and karmic lessons that you've had to learn and shed in order for you to live your soul's purpose. Does that resonate with you? Oh yeah, that definitely resonates. And I would say over probably the last few years, <coughs> probably since around um, 2016, 2017 is kind of when things started getting harder for me, as you said, and, um, you know, like rockier. And um, I recognized, you know, over time, a lot of it wasn't necessarily mine, but it was definitely like embedded within me. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of it, um, especially around my daughter's, you know, first birth, um, you know, me really wanting to do things in a natural way and changing the way I wanted to do them because others in my life didn't want them done that way, you know, having to come out of that victim mentality, um, and recognize that I made those choices to listen, uh, to everyone, but myself and own that and recognize that that's what that was. And I think, from having my son at home, you know, this past year, you know, from 2022 in September, um, taking my power back within that and recognizing that like, I did know truly, you know, my own mind, body and soul of how I felt and what I really wanted and what resonated for me and what was right for me and being able to, you know, fulfill that and do that and actually have my home birth was really not only rewarding, but empowering and really just felt like, I took my power back in many ways um, and it was really healthy, you know, for me and healing in that respect. And um, I think also too, when you were just saying like, just in general um, with the, you know, with family and all of that, um, as far as like that protectiveness and, you know, that safety, like absolutely. And I think for me, you know, I learned a lot of that too, um, as things of course shifted in the world in 2020 and I just no longer resonated with California. You know, I just, everything didn't resonate for me anymore. Um, people didn't, you know, the, the work didn't, 
um, just the different things that were going on didn't resonate anymore. And I didn't feel it was right for my family anymore. And everything that I had, um, you know, wanted to be out there for had shifted and changed. So all the different things you're sharing definitely resonate on different levels. Yeah. And do you have any like questions at all about anything that I've read? Um, does it seem clear to you? Yeah. Um, when you were saying about, I'm trying to remember like the language you use, but I know it's, it's very, it's a lot. Yeah. It's all good. Um, when you, um, when you were talking about, so my, you said my North node and my South node are in the same space for the career. Is that what you said? No. So your MC also known as the mid heaven and your South node, which represents karmic lessons and past lives are conjunct meaning next to Saturn in the 11th house house represents groups and organizations. Um, So you have a stellium, which is three or more planets or angles in the 11th house. And since the South node represents past lives and you have all of that energy there and really what the, the South node is here for you and your birth chart to help you grow and overcome limiting beliefs and old habits that have died and are no longer serving you. So that's telling me it was attached to groups and organizations. You've got your South node in the 11th house and directly opposite, you have your North node where your soul is going in the fifth house of creativity and, and children. Um, and it's just, to me, it's like, it's a very powerful placement. And um, I'm going to get into that a little bit more and, and hopefully explain what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, no, I'll just let you keep going. And as I have questions, I'll ask. Go ahead. <clears throat> okay. So your moon, which represents your emotions and unconscious, unconscious is opposite your midheaven, which represents your career. So at some point you had to, in your past, certain belief systems and create your own ideals and create your soul family, develop like a, a soul family. Um, now here's another aspect, your mercury which, which represents your the way that you communicate and the way that you receive information is in the sign of Leo in the eighth house of death, sex, and finances. So what that says to me is that you love speaking about and investigating secrets and conspiracies and mystery, death, life after death, and transformation really intrigues you. And it's likely because you are meant to speak, because Mercury is communication, you are likely to speak about these topics in the public. Now, your Mercury is also trine the planet Uranus in Sagittarius. A trine is an angle, it's a harmonious angle. And um, I'm not going to get too much into different types of angles because I don't want to confuse you. So Mercury is making a harmonious angle to the planet of Uranus, the planet of disruption in Sagittarius, which means to me that you have a very progressive, ingenious perspective on life. And 
And because your Mercury is in Leo, don't withhold that. Be bold. Be loud. Share your thoughts. Share your perspective. Because your MC, which is your career, is in the 11th house. Share that perspective with you know groups and an organization with a lot of people. Um, another thing I notice is that Saturn and your midheaven are conjunct, um, which I just spoke about. But to get a little bit more detailed on that is that you're very ambitious, you're patient, you want to achieve something of greatness and leave a legacy behind. Your Saturn is in Scorpio, so you know what you want, and you're not going to stop until you get it. And your midheaven is also in Scorpio, which means that you are always probing beneath the surface. You go deep. And with your midheaven, your career angle in the 11th house of groups, it's telling you that you're meant to share your powerful insights with the collective on a really large scale. Your goal is to help others transform. So one-on-one -on -one work is, is gonna be great for you, but ultimately working with larger groups of people is where you will really shine. Yeah, I just have to say uh, that resonates because especially when I was you know, going through my breath work and all the work I've uh, been doing, you know, and I, you know, anyone who, um, you know, follows me on social has kind of heard me a little bit speak to this, but, you know, I've always loved, as you said, and it's so funny, it's in my chart. I didn't know that transformation. I've, uh, that's been the thing that's always drawn me into styling and into fashion for so many years was watching people transform, watching them light up from what they're wearing and really transform from the inside out. And then, you know, I realized after some time that, you know, different people and you know, groups had sucked the joy out of that for me. And I need to take a step back and uh, regroup and, and really, you know, work on myself and heal. And, you know, breath work obviously is one of the main things that really has helped me with that and really, you know, shown that to me and, and, you know, transform me um, after all the meditation work that I did. And I recognize that like, wow, you know, the clothing and styling is like one level of transformation. And then when you can actually embody transformation and you can actually allow yourself to truly like go through the surrender and embodiment of what's happening, you can truly transform on a soul level. And that was where I was like, oh shit, okay, this work is like next level, I need to like really study this, learn this, understand this, and then bring this to others, which is how I ended up, you know, falling into this, which obviously, you know, wasn't by any mistake from what you're also saying on my chart right now. But to me, like, I would have never thought, you know, breathwork was in that space until I actually experienced it for myself. And then was like, okay, now I have to experience and share this with others. And it's interesting when you speak to, you know, me, um, the, my big, like, you know, um, part of my purpose is really to be loud and be in groups and be in front of all different people. It's funny, like I've been doing one-on-ones, but I've been feeling in my heart and in my downloads and when I meditate that like, I need to be doing like more workshops and more events and more groups and this and that. And so I've been feeling into like, what does that look like? And how do I step into that leadership and those types of communities and everything? And, um, you know, you also saying I, I need to be loud and share my thoughts. Um, I'm laughing to myself because so many times, especially over the last few years, 
I've had a thought and I've like wanted to jump on, like say one of my platforms and speak to it, but there's been, to be real, like this fear of, you know, cancel culture of, you know, oh, don't say this. Oh, don't upset this person. Oh, you know, my family, oh, the list goes on, you know? And I've had quite a few people lately tell me like, you know, you're meant to be heard. You're meant to be bold. You know, you've always been that way and you've pulled yourself back and like, it's time to not do that anymore. And I've been feeling that too, as I go through my own work and, and, you know, do what I'm doing in meditation and breath work. So you just kind of reaffirmed it for me of like, okay, when I get that fear, when that rises up to be able to, you know, move through that and move past that and, and show up and, you know, speak what I need to speak to. Yeah. And something interesting, um, I took note of when I was doing your birth chart, I also did, um, I also looked up where your progress moon is. Your progress moon just shows you what your evolved emotional needs are. Your progressed moon is just entered Libra. It's going to be there for the next two and a half years. Now, Libra rule, rules the heart chakra. Um, I believe that the chakras and the planets are, the chakras are a way to embody basically what's out there. So Libra rules the heart chakra, just located heart, chest, arms, lungs, hands. And isn't it interesting that Libra is in the 10th house right now. 10th house is the house of career. So you have this pull to, you're leading breathwork ceremonies. You're a breathwork um, guide right now. And it happened almost succinctly as Libra, which rules the heart chakra, which rules the lungs. Um, uh, when your progressed moon entered into Libra, sorry, late at night, mom brain. Um, so to me, that's even more validation that what you're doing with breath work is a hundred percent aligned with where you are going. And astrology for me just really confirms what I already know so that I'm not influenced by all of the noise out there so that I could stay true to myself. And it, it really looks like that's what you're doing. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love that you shared that because for anybody who's listening or watching, like that's, you know, maybe trying to figure out what they are doing or, you know, they're not sure if they're on the right path. Like, I love that you said, like, it really kind of gives you this outline, this blueprint of like, Hey, this is, you know, what's going on outside of just like you and what you're thinking, right. In your mindset, this is literally our soul blueprint of when we come into this world, like you only, everyone has a unique one, if I'm correct, as far as when they come yes. in with the coordinates and everything, there's no duplicate. So it's like, it's really true to you and who you are and what you're doing. Uh, so if you are someone who is, you know, confused or am I on the right path or, you know, trying to work through something, being able to work, you know, with an astrologer you know, like yourself is going to be able to lay things out and say, Hey, this is what I see here for you. This is what lines up there, you know, and so forth. So that's really, um, it's really interesting. And I, I love that you were able to find transformation in my chart, as well as how seamlessly I moved into the breath and what that looks like. It's, it's really cool. And, um, it just shows you, you know, like nothing is by accident and nothing, you know, is, you know, like just shows up for no reason. It's like really there for you to move through in your own path and your own purpose. Um, so I'm curious, like, since you can obviously see, um, as you look at someone's chart, like, what do you see coming for me in my chart, yeah. like in this, <laughs> in this, like next year and, and as I progress and, you know, and everything, um, I have a very strong download. It's, oh, okay. It occurred to me 
yesterday, out of nowhere, you're going to write a book at some point. I feel like you are going to, it may not happen within the next year, but I'm just putting this out there. I just kept seeing you writing a book. Who knows what it's going to be about, but I could see that. Now, in the immediate, um, well, let's get a little bit into your North, North Node. I touched on that a little bit. Um, your North Node is in Taurus. And I believe, let me just take pull up your chart. Your North Node is also conjunct your moon. So when I talked to you about the South Node and, and the past lives, and it, you know we were texting about this, um, I believe in past lives. If you don't, just let this go over your head. But when I see someone who has a South Node in Scorpio in the 11th house, what I'm seeing is that you spent many lifetimes struggling with powerful people who manipulated you and others. And you had close relationships with uh, with these powerful people. You had the inside scoop um, and you were really privy to many dark and deceptive behaviors that went on behind closed doors. And so in this lifetime, you've come in with this innate understanding of what ma manipulation looks like, but also what truth really is. And, and you've come in with, and you're certainly now, you have a very strong internal value system and you're always seeking the truth. Um, and your career is here to support where your soul is growing. It's not like that for everyone, but for you, it is. Um, and it's to build a more, a new, more honest, secure, and healthy world that is better for our children, for the collective. You've got your North Node where your soul is growing in the fifth house of children and creativity. It's growing towards that. It wants to build something. It's in Taurus, Taurus the builder. It wants to build something that is better. And it's showing me that you're gonna do this using your creative gifts. And so when you told me that, you know, you wanna get into like conscious styling, I was just nodding my head, yes, yes, yes. And I really, I, you're, you're, we're gonna get into a little bit into human design. You're a generator. So you have consistent energy. So you can do a lot of different things um, and you can do them very, very well. And at the same time, not so much as a manifesting generator, but you have that consistent energy. What's most important is that whatever you do really lights you up, that you're not doing it just out of obligation or because you feel like you have to, it's because then your soul will not be happy. And you'll end up burning out and feeling very frustrated. That's a telltale sign of when you're not in your higher self is just feeling angry and frustrated. So if, and it seems like it is, if that conscious styling is what lights you up, I think that, you know, and you have all these creative gifts and you have all of this energy in the 11th house of groups and the collective, I think that that is immediately where you're going towards and then also offering breath work as a service in conjunction with that. 
So let's do this conscious styling and let's start the session with breath work and end it with breath work, almost as like a ceremony or a ritual. How does that feel to you? Yeah, I love that because I've been getting my own downloads around that of like, what does it look like to be a conscious stylist? And and I was talking to someone the other day, um, my friend, and I was telling her, I was like, I actually realized over the years that I've actually been healing people with clothing without realizing it. And I noticed it because I had a client text me the other day who said, <coughs> you've literally changed my life for the better. And I don't know if you recognize that. And I started crying and I asked myself, why am I crying right now? And I thought to myself, because I've been doing this with so many people, maybe not people that I guess could have received it the way I wanted them to receive it and had unfortunately egos in front of it. And so it wasn't that, you know, heartfelt, you know, connection, if you will, um, being Hollywood and everything else, but other clients who truly have received it at such a conscious level, who have shared comments like that with me, that I'm like, wow, that is a huge part of my gifts. And so when you speak to that conscious work and being able to step into that and be like, okay, I also have these gifts as well to offer you. And I've thought about like, okay, like what does a conscious closet look like and going to their closet and the energy audit of like, how does that feel to them? And what are these, you know, clothes holding? And is there a story behind one of your outfits that you're holding? And so if you can't just let it go and donate it or release it, like then let's breathe through it and let's use the breath to let you like get into your nervous system and ask you how we support this. And so when you're just saying that, I was getting chills because I'm like, oh, wow, okay, that resonates for the things that I've been thinking about the last few days and how I use clothing to be able to heal and then take the breath to the next level to actually help you transform. And I recently um, came up with like a little abbreviation that I um, have been playing around with like on different, you know, social things with like telling people I want to help them be their best selves. And when I say that, it's like, B, breathe, E, embody, S, surrender, T, transform. So I was getting that was getting that like download when you were talking. So that's cool. Yeah, and I, I can, I mean, just in hearing you speak about this, I can see it being like a show, like the way Marie Kondo did it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, you know, obviously, but with more depth because surface yeah. level stuff is never going to work for you. It's never going to light you up. So I recognize that too. That resonates really hard, by the way, because I think that's why I got so burnt out in Hollywood over time because in the beginning, I got into it because of the transformation and like truly loving meeting people and helping them book the role they hadn't gotten for years or meet their soulmate or get the job or whatever it was at a TV series, the list goes on, that they weren't able to receive. And they did once they changed their brand and their look and their clothing and all these things. And then between my own ego and other people's egos and everything coming into play, along with the fact of, you know, not being grateful to me for my services. And also like when you were speaking to of like the, like really like, um, not being lit up and being like exhausted, that burned out feeling kept happening. And I kept pushing and pushing myself through because I felt like I had to, but I came to a place where I literally just burned out. There was no more of me to give. And it came to a place where it was almost literally like when I was giving birth to my daughter and I was getting literally harassed about a dress during uh, my whole labor. And it, I think for me, it was eye-opening afterwards to be like, wow, I was already in this burned out place. And now it's like, I just can't even like look at this work because I'm I'm so burned out. I'm so exhausted by it. It doesn't even light me up anymore. Actually, all the joy has been sucked from me and I want nothing to do with this. And I recognize that. And that was why I just let it all go, you know? And then it was like, 
once, of course, you know, all the things changed, and especially in California, it just all fell off for me. Everything just, when you say like my soul, it wouldn't be happy and it wouldn't, you know, be able to stay in what I was doing. That was exactly what I felt. It was just, everything just started falling off little by little by little. And I just released it because my, I just felt like no attachment to it. And I had no, like, you know, um, feeling of like, oh no, what am I letting go of? It just truly felt natural to let it all fall off the relationships, the projects, like everything. And it was like a shedding, I guess, of what you speak to of just letting that all go and my higher self, not wanting that and not wanting me to be in that space. And I think a huge part of too, when I went through um, my postpartum depression um, and everything, and I realized like after I got to the other side and through my meditation and all the different you know tools to get myself healthy again, I think I realized when that was happening, like I had to grieve so much of my old self and let that go to even move forward and start to heal and get to the other side and be able to step into like this new version of me. So there was a lot of layers. Like when you speak to the layers of the onion and the peeling back, like there was a lot, a lot. So what you're sharing definitely resonates. Good. Um, I want to just quickly touch on human design because I, I just think I'm such a fan of it and I'm a relatively new student of it, but I really see that it's a way to embody these mystical teachings, which can just seem so eccentric and esoteric. So your human design, you are a generator. Um, your authority is a sacral authority. So a lot of people talk about intuition. Your intuition comes from your gut. So think about like your gut instincts. It's very, very strong. It's You actually have an undivi- undefined crown chakra center. So all of your intuition is centered around your gut, which, you know, you're doing all of this healing physically right now, which is amazing because you're going to be a clear channel for that energy center to really come through powerfully. Um, and your excuse me, your strategy is responding. So waiting until you get that gut instinct hit before you respond to something. So let's say um, you had an offer come in or a contract come in or, or someone, you know, wanted to do something with you in your career and you weren't really a hundred percent sure before saying yes, you really need to listen to this part of your body. And oftentimes the best way for a generator to become clear about something is if say your partner, your husband asks you in a rapid fire fashion, yes or no questions. Do you like this person? Yes or no. Do you like what they have to offer? Yes or no. If it is not a hell yes, it's a no. Even if it's a maybe for you, it's a no until it becomes a yes. And this is the way that we start to embody these teachings. So it's not just here and now be drops into us and it becomes real and livable. Yeah, I love that. And I think that speaks to what we've been talking to about the embodiment of like, like really like letting the body be the channel and really letting it like actually be in us versus being in the mind. And when you were speaking to also Danielle, like the gut, like I have, that resonates for me so hard because I have realized over the last few years, like I am finally trusting my gut after so many years of ignoring it and like totally just be like, oh no, that can't be right. Oh, 
and being wrong every time when I've gone against it. And now over the last few years, like really leaning in and trusting it, even to the point where I've had my own family, my husband, different people say, well, how do you know? And I'm like, my God, I just know. And like, but no, but how do you know? I, I just know, like, I just know. And I know that can sound crazy. And I know that can be like, no, you know, there's no information to go along with that. There's no facts, quote unquote, that go with that. But like, I feel it physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally in my body. And I know it's the right decision. And when, so when you were saying that about like, for me, it's my gut that resonates so hard because I have been listening and feeling into my gut more and more of the last few years. And it, makes so much more sense to me when I do that. Yes. And just keep listening to it. Keep strengthening that energy center because more and more downloads um, and, and your intuition will become even stronger. Yeah, that's amazing. So cool. Uh, so before we get into um, the collective of what's going on, is there anything else that you'd want to share uh, from my chart? And by the way, you're extremely gifted. And thank you for breaking it all down for everyone to kind of, you know, understand how this chart works. And I also think it's really cool that you're studying human design too, because I've recently gotten into that more and more. That and Gene Keys, I've been going back and forth and, and I recently had I yeah, I recently had someone on my show to talk about gene keys. It's just so cool. All these different tools you can use to really study and understand yourself on such a soul level, if that's where, you know, your path is. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah. And I will always say that I am forever a student, even before I oh, am a same. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. <laughs> always, always learning, always studying, always seeking more truth. Same. <laughs> the last thing, um, and it's sort of a minor thing, but it just also confirms what you're doing right now is that your Venus is conjunct Chiron. Venus represents how we receive pleasure. It's our value system. It's beauty. It's in Gemini in the sixth house of health, work, and routine. So right now you're receiving pleasure in being healthy. <laughs> okay. And that's, you know, and that's really it. And because it's conjunct Chiron, which is the also known as the wounded healer. It's a lot of wounds that we have. Um, that's telling me that you're doing a lot of healing work around that as well. Oh, definitely. Health, your physical. Yeah, health. I love that. Yeah, because I've definitely been on a wellness journey over the last few years, especially. Um, after my C-section wanting to heal my body, heal myself, heal my mind. And it's funny, I have to laugh at myself because I was joking with my friend the other day. I was like, I, cha I, I traded, bo you know, Botox for bone broth. That's really where I'm at. <laughs> you know, it's like, I just, yes. you know, I just like, I, I was doing so much toxic stuff. I don't think I, I knew some of it was toxic. I don't think I recognized how toxic. Um, and then, you know, once I kind of just started like going down those different rabbit holes of all different things, like I, I have, I've stopped, you know, eating certain or eating certain things. I've changed all my skincare. I've changed, you know, pretty much 90% of my household products. I mean, the list goes on. That's why I've gotten so passionate and so into wellness as well. And, you know, work with a wellness company and all these different things, because I recognize that there are so many different products that can really, um, you know, and heighten your life and heighten what you're doing and change the way you feel for the better. And like, it, you you know, it was funny. Someone said to me that day, you know, I've known you for so many years, but I feel like you look the best now. And it's funny because like, you know, you're the oldest since I've known you. And I'm like, I really think it's the wellness. It's the fact that I've done so much healing work and I've done so much wellness work on myself that you glow from the inside out. Like you really, you know what I mean? Like that, that work you're doing on the inside, I really believe shows up on the outside, you know, and it's not a coincidence. So that, that definitely resonates as well. Good. I'm so glad that was really fun to do. 
Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. So, okay. So before we wrap this up, you got it. You got to give us a little bit into the collective because it is a full moon. So I would love mm. for you to share like this last full moon of 2022. I'm not sure when this is going to air, but it doesn't matter. This is the last full moon of 2022. So it's December 7th. So people know um, when we're recording. So tell us like what's going on right now in this full moon and what are you seeing astrology wise that we are moving into in 2023? A lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Buckle up. Buckle up, baby. Um, so the full moon is in Gemini right now, and it's conjunct Mars, which is retrograde in Gemini. So um, why I'm saying that is because Gemini is ruled by Mercury. So they're both associated with communication, information, technology. Mars is associated, as we've mentioned, with action, fighting, physical energy, drive. They're both in the sign of Gemini. So when I see that, I'm seeing within the collective even more misinformation and dishonesty, dishonesty within mainstream media, on social media, I mean, any form of technology and, and any way that we communicate, I'm seeing a heightened um, amount of misinformation, of hate-filled rhetoric, of using words to fight with other people. And it's very concerning to me because ultimately, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a children's astrologer. So I'm always thinking about how kids are perceiving this and downloading it into their system. How are they integrating this into their system? Because it is happening. Um, and Mars is moving out of retro, Mars is going direct in January. I believe it's January 13th. So, you know, eventually this pressure, it's, it's going to go away. What we're going to see over the next month, and you're just going to see headline after headline, fighting after fighting. And so I always look at that's the shadow. Now let's look at the light. We need to, the, the um, positive quality of Gemini is to be discerning and to ask questions, to be discerning with the information you are seeing, wherever you're getting it. Be highly discerning, fact check, make sure your sources are rooted in truth, that they are light workers. I know that's a very woo-woo term, but I'm being really serious about this. Make sure that these people have are honest in their heart Good because there's a lot of yeah. dishonesty out there. There's a lot of BS. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors and it's amplifying. And what and the biggest thing, the biggest transit that I am looking forward to in 2023 is Pluto, which has been in Capricorn, is going to be moving into Aquarius. We are at the beginning of the age of Aquarius. Okay, so yeah. So explain what the age of Aquarius is for those that don't know, because I feel like this gets thrown around all over social media of like age of Aquarius is coming, age of Aquarius is coming. And then it's funny because like certain religions will be like, oh no, that's, you know, new agey, blah, blah, blah. But this is actually like in astrology that we are moving from one planet to the next and that hence is known as the age of aquarius yes yes that's ex okay. that's exactly it and aquarius uh, the archetype of aquarius is related to um 
the power back to the people, um, humanitarian causes, technology, aliens, mm. like it is progressive stuff. Pluto is going to be in Aquarius for 20 years. That's a Whoa. long time. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of, of, a lot of things shaking up and we're already seeing it. I mean, this is not, I'm not telling anyone anything that they don't already know. We are seeing it, but we are at the beginning. And so, you know, Aquarius is also associated with really progressive thinking and ideas. And so I really foresee that, you know, the spiritual industry and all of these um, tools and practices are it's only going to grow. It's going to become like a really mainstream thing. Um, but I also think that a lot of systems, a lot of toxic toxic systems that have been in place for way too long are going to 100% crumble. Um, and so that's scary. Big change on that like seismic level is incredibly scary. And what's really important is, you know, when you're seeing all this like crazy technology out there and misinformation is to go back to the earth, to your roots, to yourself, to your body, because it's going to be very ungrounded energy. And you just want to make sure, you know, for me, the whole Mars conjunct the moon in Gemini is a teaching. It's a teaching to be discerning and to not to not get stuck in your head and your mind to drop into your body more because what, you know, what's here is just, it's so easily influenced by all of the noise out there. So as we move into this, we are in the age of Aquarius, but it's going to keep going as we're moving into it. Um, the, the light and the high aspect of Aquarius is, is being a humanitarian. It's, um, being of service to the collective it's wanting everyone to do well and for those of you who are watching for those of you who are watching the work would be then to look at what is preventing you what is preventing me from being of service to the collective from putting my light out there what is prevent for me? It's when I log on to social media and I see a million different things, my system becomes overwhelmed. So I have to log off. I have to turn inward. And that's the question to ask yourself as we move forward. Yeah, that's so well said. Really understanding like what you're receiving and you're digesting. And I can understand that too. I was times where I sign on and I completely sign off two seconds later. It's like, Oh no, there's too much going on here. Like, yeah. you know, and it's like any, and, and then, you know, you need to like technically be on for content, but at the same time, it's like, if you feel so overwhelmed in your system and you're like, yeah, no, it doesn't feel good. It's like, no, you have to trust and listen to like what your body is telling you and sign off. Even if you are, you know, trying to get on and create content or do whatever you're doing, you got to listen to you. So you're not absorbing all that of what you're saying. I'm curious when you were talking about age of Aquarius and like what we're moving into. So with that conjuncting, like when, when, when we have planets <coughs> conjunct, uh, if that's a word, um, yes. Okay. Um, when that happens, is that kind of like a, a friction between the two planets or what, what is that exactly? It's an amplification. An amplification. It's, okay. It's that energy becomes even more powerful, even stronger 
because you've got two planets who are basically together and they're just like, you know, versus just one planet by itself. They're together. Think about all of that energy amplified. Okay. So it's all being amplified together to then create this change essentially that we're going to start to see in age of Aquarius. So basically where we were this past year in 2022 and even uh, beginning of 2020, where were we as far as where um, Pluto was? Because I know that a lot of people were talking about that was um, similar to what we saw during um, when the constitution was created. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, Well, so Pluto is, as I told you, it's moving into Aquarius. And the last time that happened was almost 300 years ago. Right. I think what a lot of people are talking about is the U.S. Pluto return, which happened around the same time as the Constitution. Yeah, around the same time as the Constitution. Um, I'm going to go back to that first question, which was, where has Pluto been? It's been in Capricorn. So Pluto symbolizes transformation and Capricorn to me symbolizes systems, order, um, rules. And so when a planet like Pluto, which is all all about transformation, death and and rebirth is in the sign of Capricorn, you're gonna see crumbling of systems. And exposure, right? Is that kind of what we've been seeing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because Pluto is also associated with Scorpio. Scorpio wants to dig in and reveal the truth. No more lies. And so we have it, you know, now it's in Capricorn. No more lies. Because now the power is moving back to the people. Very cool. Yeah. So it's like the stars just really mirror back to us what is happening in our real life. It's really just um, a mirror. It doesn't make it happen. It mirrors it back to us. And it's a way for us to really understand what's going on so that I believe so that we can move the needle forward, so that we can move consciousness forward, even if it's just a little bit. Right. And we are, you said all one consciousness, one consciousness. That's what I believe. I believe we are one consciousness. I believe God is consciousness and it, and we are just a way that God, um, lives out that consciousness. Yeah. And, and we've been kind of taught that we're also separate. Meanwhile, any real like spiritual teacher will tell you like we are all one. And so it makes you kind of understand more the divide that they try to create because we are all one. And so the more you can create that divide, the more, as you said, those systems can be in play and things can happen. And so from what you're saying and what everything of what's being shown in the astrology and what's happening with the planets right now, coming into the age of Aquarius, basically that's being broken down. The systems are going to continue to crumble and we're going to see more and more of that come to light as more and more comes back to the people and are able to shift consciousness because more and more is going to come back to us essentially in our power. So we're going to be able to help each other shift within that. Does that, is that like really kind of what you're saying here? Yes. And the pandemic basically quantum leaped everyone's consciousness. Like I talk about a quantum leap is just a spiritual awakening. It was quick. It happened within a year, mass awakening. That doesn't mean like I think people can conf- confuse that with like being a Buddha and sitting up on a mountain. Yeah, totally. Your, your eyes, your perspective changed. Right. And you made a lot of different changes in your life. 
Well, that happened on a huge mass level. Yeah. So yeah, the pandemic quantum leaped us and there is no going back. Right. And it's interesting too, right? Because the powers that be, if you will, wanted it to be the opposite of what it was. And it actually awoke more and actually made what it made way more changes from what happened and continues to play out now than when it want, they wanted to keep everything in fear and wanted to keep everything very um, lower level consciousness and low frequency. And like you said, so many have woken up from it and have had made massive changes that the frequency is shifting more and more and more and more people are bringing their light onto it. Their consciousness is shifting and therefore that's what's creating the change here on earth. Yes, 100%. Um, and I just think it's, it just occurred to me, it's fascinating that it happened as we were moving into the age of Aquarius, when you talk to a lot of astrologers and we're almost, we're all in agreement that we are in the age of Aquarius. So it's fascinating that it, it was like the precursor to that. Yeah. Like that, it brings me back to thinking it, nothing is random. Right. Well, when I think about it, I think about, you know, if you believe you're of the creator and God is the creator and, you know, we are of that then God created all of that. So it would make sense that these planets function the way they do, that astrology is the mirror back to us because it's all interconnected. If you believe that and you're on this train, right, then it all connects and it, it makes sense. There is no randomness. There is no, oh, that happened and that just happened for no reason. No, 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 this has all been happening and playing out the way it has for a reason. That's a great point. That's very true and very insightful. And yeah, you said it. Yeah. So cool. It's so fascinating. The more I learn about astrology and the more like I understand and, you know, uh, like I said, the, like the, you know, the North knows the South, like all that I'm, I'm way over my head, but like, you know, the, the age of Aquarius, the details like Pluto, the things that like, or even like a full moon, right? Like I, like when I, my kids are extra wild or emotions are extra high, like I can notice now and be aware and be like, Oh, that's because a full moon is coming. Oh, that's because we're in a full moon, like versus when like things are more calm, the energies, whereas like years ago, like I didn't even recognize and people would say like, Oh, things are in retrograde. And I'd be like, all right, you know, like it didn't, it didn't, you know, it didn't really like click like, Oh, that might mean that communication is off or, you know, this is happening or whatever. Ever, but it's true it's like it's all so connected so it makes sense why everything else you know follows it um and why it affects us on such a deep level yeah 100 percent. so cool well thank you so much for sharing you know your gift and uh also doing the chart with me and everything um tell us where we can find you and follow you everything will be in the show, show notes everyone thank you for uh, listening um and watching and definitely check danielle out she has been doing this work for quite some time she's really found a really cool niche within the children's space now and she really breaks astrology down i think to really like bring it down to like a very earth level like she can go all over and make it woo woo for you but she can also really break it down and make it simple of like what each thing actually means and relate it back to geometry and and things that like you know the mainstream you know recognizes with which i think is really cool so tell us where we can find you danielle well th and thank you so much for having me this has been just so much fun um you could find me on instagram at little mystic school um you could also go to my website littlemysticschool.com and i'm currently you know offering birth chart readings for mamas and also birth chart readings for kids ages zero to 18 years old. So if you're interested in that, definitely check it out. And um, I also have some books that you can take a look at. So, you know, give me a follow. I, I always love expanding my community and getting in touch with new people. Um, 
And it was just so much fun to do this. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was so much fun to have you and get to reconnect. And thank you everyone again for uh, listening and watching. Thanks for all the support here. Uh, make sure if you're subscribed, you leave a five-star review. I hope this awakened something within you, cracked you open a little bit, empowered you. Just know you're not alone if you're on uh, this path. There are many of us that are here and more and more by the day that are <laughs> waking up and, and seeking truth. So just know that uh, this podcast and others uh, are here for you. And thank you so much, everyone. Danielle, thanks again. Love, light, and blessings. Bye. Thank you, Allie. Bye.